Hey guys, welcome to the Hey DJ Show. I'm your host, DJ Jimenez. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're over on YouTube, please go ahead and hit that like button. Subscribe for more content. Remember, you can catch this podcast on the go wherever you get your podcasts. And do consider following me on every social media platform at Hey DJ Show. With all that boring stuff out of the way, I'm really happy to introduce my next guest, Gyu. Gyu, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, so I know it's been hard to get you on the show. You're one busy dude. I'm one busy dude. Uh, we've been battling since like the summer. Yeah, it's been you. a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. But man, hey, it's an honor to have you on finally. I so, appreciate it. Uh, Glad hope- to be on here. All right, man. Uh, hope you're going to have fun, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, let's get started. Uh, for those who don't know, Gyu, um, he's an up-and-coming DJ in the Metro Atlanta area. He's really good. I just started getting into EDM, uh, like, maybe less than a year, a year now. Okay. And so, uh, I've been going to my cousin to support him, and, uh, listening to his music and other people play it, I started getting into it. So, uh, 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 let me ask you... Uh, so what what got you started into uh, becoming a DJ? Um, well, I always like music was a big part of me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up playing piano and violin since I was like four or five. Nice. And so I've been doing that until like senior year of high school, and then uh, going into college was when I went to like my first uh, like like real like festival. Mm-hmm. It was a Shaky Beats in twenty eighteen. Nice. Um, and so before that, I grew up on. You know, hip hop like Eminem, um, you know, all like that that type of music. Yeah. So I wasn't really huge into the EDM world or like electronic. Um, but after that first festival, um, like everything kind of just changed for me. Like, you know, seeing the DJ up there, um, I didn't know what a DJ was, almost honestly. Yeah. Until uh, that point, I didn't know what he was doing up there, but uh, I just I wanted to be him. You know, like that guy up there. You know, making the whole crowd yeah. dance. Yeah um the energy at a music festival especially in like the electronic music uh field is just totally different it is yeah um, it's just like the feeling is just amazing and so um after that first music festival uh i bought my first controller um and, and is I, that the uh the scratch board yeah thing? yeah yeah it was okay. it was a small one it was the ddj 400 mm-hmm. so it was a very just a very beginner one so i kind of messed around with that for a little bit and didn't really take it too seriously but um, when when COVID hit, that's when uh I got you know like sent out of my job on furlough. You know everything shut down. Yeah. And so that's when uh I I pretty much just like dumped all my money into a new board into a four channel, um and I really just started grinding on it because mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing else to do when you're just stuck at home. Yeah, right. You know during quarantine, you know you're just sitting there either either I'm watching Netflix. I mean you could either watch Netflix or play games or. You know, try doing something productive. Yeah, that that was me because I, I work in the restaurant industry and uh, it was before I went to school. So literally it was just video games, Netflix, right, day in and day out. And uh, my old roommate at the time, uh, I took a nap in the middle of the day. He was like <laughs> taking a break from games. And I was like, no, Netflix. Like, <laughs> games is later on the schedule. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's just kind of how it went. Um, and then, uh, in like around July of last year was when I moved back to Atlanta, um, because I oh, kind of missed the city. Um, sorry. Oh, uh, where from? Sorry. Oh, so, uh, well, I, I'm here for school in Atlanta, but then when COVID hit, I went back to Chattanooga. Okay. Um, cause that's where I was, I pretty much was raised there. And so oh, I nice. got a lot of family and friends out there. 
And so I was out there for a couple of months, but then it, it like, I don't know, I was going crazy out there. There's, <laughs> there's nothing there. Yeah. So I had to move. I really just brought myself back to Atlanta and I kept grinding. And then uh, I finally got my first gig. Um, shout out Twisted Lines for that. Hey. Uh, always thankful for them. And so, it, it, I don't know, the ball's just been rolling since. Good. And so, you know, I'm just happy keeping for the grind you, up. So, uh, so you say you're in school. What school you go to? I go to SCAD. Oh, SCAD, yeah. really? Okay. No. Like one of my uh, best friends who is like my day zero of the show, like he helped me. Mm -hmm. uh, he made like half the logo. Uh, he went to SCAD. He went for uh, film and television. Oh, that's what's up. That's yeah. What's up. So uh, you liking it in SCAD? Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's All a... Right. It's a very creative environment. Yeah. So, no, perfect for you yeah, know, what yeah, you do and exactly. all that. Um, it's funny because I'm not even there for music. I'm there for fashion marketing and management. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, no, see, that's actually good, though, because in my opinion, I mean, this is just my opinion. I'm not an expert. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. It's I think it's good to uh, uh, like go to school for like a skill or whatever, like something different than what you actually want to do, because. That way you're a jack of all trades. Like, right, right, right. And, you're not putting stuff. all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I think that's really cool, especially because like one, because uh, I know both music and fashion and marketing, it's a both competitive field. Mm -hmm. So I think having something that separates you from the rest, I think it's a bonus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So that's good. Uh, so uh, you talked about how you got a controller, you got to like a starter one and then you upgrade it to something uh four channel and i'm guessing since i'm not super tech savvy with music i'm guessing that's like some of the like that's like upper level tier yeah it's definitely a little more advanced mm -hmm. um so with the beginner board it's a two channel so you can only really play with like two songs at once oh okay but then um kind of outgrew that and i wanted a four channel so with the four channel um you can so you can actually play with like four songs at once now Dang. And so, you know, you can like have one, you know, playing a loop while another one's playing a vocal and then throw another, you know, track on. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a lot more flexible and then there's a lot more options and effects. But uh, currently I'm actually saving up to upgrade again. So oh, how yeah. many channels on this one? Oh, no, it'll be it'll be a four channel. But okay. uh, I'm trying to go into like the CDJs or XDJs. See, I've heard those terms. I just don't know what they mean. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, those are pretty much like the the stand, like industry standard. Okay, so you, you'll see those at the clubs. Okay. Um, those are what we usually play on at like Twisted Lines and Parallax. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and stuff like that. So yeah, because I remember uh, uh, the one where I met you uh, Sundays. Mm -hmm. uh, like when my cousin went up, like he was the first one to play, and then you came right after him. I being ignorant of the industry i thought you bring your own board and then like <laughs> right. after the show you unplug it and, right, and right. you bring in your board you uh -huh. plug that in and i remember uh you uh came right next to him like close to when he was finishing up and then the moment he was done he just walked out then you started playing and it was so seamless and it took me a second i was like <laughs> oh you guys don't have to bring your own boards i was like oh okay that's good yeah and then he was explaining to me that that's why it's good to try to upgrade to the industry standard. Yeah. That way, when you go to a club, you're not like, crap, I don't know how to use this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's definitely why I'm trying to upgrade. Because mm -hmm. then once, you, once you're used to the format that's up on stage, then, you know, it cuts out that much room for error. Yeah. I guess. Because I remember my first gig I ever played. Like, I went up there and that controller looked totally different. than no, the no. <laughs> And so that was just like, you know, just 
a little crazy for me, you know, yeah. especially with like that first time performing anxiety yeah. and whatnot. So did you show it though? Like, did you I, show it I, or, I, I, or you com- compose on the outside? I, I tried to keep it composed. Out. I'm not sure, but you know, <laughs> you know, as a DJ, I mean, I, that's something I learned is, you know, like you, you always like, there's always something you learn after every show, you know? Mm-hmm. And so after that shows where I really was like, dude, like I need to like focus on, you know, learning the more, you know, like more advanced boards, mm-hmm. You know, just learning no, that makes different things, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I, I can see that. It's same with the podcast because, uh, you know, uh, you're like my 23rd guest and I'm still learning. After every show, I'm still learning. I'm not making huge mistakes anymore, which thank God. Because, uh, like, in a way, that's why I'm kind of glad that I'm interviewing you now versus in the summer. Because uh, when I was in the midway I messed up on one of my best who made the mug, uh, his audio. And it was like my biggest mess up. Oh, and no. I felt so bad. And I mean, he, but he was my buddy. So he understood, but I'm trying to get to the point where I'm like, all right, like either little mistakes or no mistakes, right. but you're right. After every show, after every interview, you got to learn something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You got to always get something out of it. It's yeah. always room for improvement. Yeah. There's always room for an improvement. You're not perfect. And it, you know, and it, and it feels good when you actually learn something mm-hmm. and you're progressing towards something. It, it feels good. Definitely. You feel more confident as you go too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then like you're able to teach somebody. So if somebody came up to you for like some advice or, right. and, and you actually feel confident in knowing the answer you gave them holds some weight, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, again, me being a rookie in uh, uh, EDM and all that. Uh, so I heard you play and... Honestly, dude, I'm not just saying this. You were fantastic. Uh, you got me. Uh, so, <laughs> real quick, let me tell you like a, a, a funny thing. Like, ignoring me, but I, I'm glad to like take it back. Uh, when I first started listening to EDM, like when my cousin would play it, like this was years ago. Uh, I thought it was trash because mm-hmm. I, I grew up in orchestra, like playing the, the double bass and oh, cello, okay. and <laughs> so I was really into. Uh, uh, rock music, classical music, jazz. Uh, I didn't really like hip hop because uh, I, f- I like the lyrical part, but I didn't like the beats part because I just thought, oh, it's the same beat on a loop over and over again. Like the rapping, that's skill, but the music making part, I'm like, that's not skill. So I appreciated instruments. Mm-hmm. And then when EDM came out, I was like, okay, that's totally not skill. You're just in front of a computer, <laughs> like Skrillex and stuff. I was like, this is trash, dubstep. I was like, man, I don't. I, this is not my music. I don't see how people can like it. Fast forward to when my st- cousin really started playing and uh, and you said it perfectly with the four channels, with two channels, you're only mixing with uh, mm-hmm. two songs. I realized how, because most of the uh, time DJs aren't using music of their own. They're using like other music right. and they're looping it. That's when I realized, especially with four channels, that, okay, I was way wrong. That That <laughs> is skill because how quickly it is to make, like, four songs, four different sounds and have it not match and have it just sound like trash. Mm-hmm. I realized it takes it does take skill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially when it's on a loop to get people to, like, bob their heads and right. to enjoy the music. To keep that going and to change it up every now and then and to make sure that these four sounds actually coexist with right. each other and make it sound like one song exactly yeah uh so i was like okay i was a freaking idiot never mind <laughs> it is skill so yeah more power to you uh, you however i want uh, like if uh 
I want to know what the title of your style is. Cause to me, I was talking to my cousin about it when you were on stage and I was like, is that like, I think he said like future style or whatever. And I was just like, I don't know what it is, but it's good. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, I would label myself as mainly a house and techno DJ, mm-hmm. uh, definitely more house. More but, um, you know, within house, there's different like subgenres within yeah, house. It's know? an umbrella. And so I think at the Sundays one, I played a little more like it was more like relaxed. And then I brought it up to a little more uh, like bass, bass house mm-hmm. there. But I definitely like more. Um, and nowadays, I mainly focus on like tech house and a little more um, like more like upbeat. Mm-hmm. You know, with a like a very hard baseline, yeah, stuff like that, like Eli Brown, John Summit, like I, those are some of the big artists that I you know like to like to follow mm-hmm. and have a role model. Are they for. the ones that kind of inspired you? Um, inspiration wise, uh, Chami was the first one that really uh, exposed me to house music. Mm-hmm. Um, that was at EDC twenty eighteen. Nice. I feel like I never really knew what house music was until I walked up to that random stage and i was like yo this is crazy <laughs> and i found out this guy named chami and from there it kind of just went on but mm-hmm. right now is definitely like eli brown and john summit those are huge inspirations right now for me nice nice yeah so like how do you uh uh besides the common general that you listen to a song listen to a sound and you're like i like that how do you uh you as an individual how do you uh, when making music how do you uh, uh, for your standards, find that sound like okay, this is the one I'm gonna play at a club. Nah, this one's not good. Um, well, I I definitely like to separate my music into um like energy levels. I kind of call it, you mm-hmm. know. So like at the beginning of my sets, I like to play more uh like less energy and then like build it up because it's better than like just throwing some crazy stuff at the beginning and then slowing it down it's kind of a, a letdown so yeah i, I, I definitely agree. when i'm you know picking my playlists at home and like setting it up um you know i just kind of just think about it um you know while i'm listening to it and see just think if people would dance to it in the club you know yeah and if it's a no then it's probably not the song i will play you know like it's got to sound good in the club you know yeah but how do you how do you do it then like so like say you're at your apartment right mm-hmm. now uh do you get your friends to sample first before you bring it to a club? Like how how do you cycle through? How do you cycle filter through it? it? Um, definitely or just out. like what makes the cut, what doesn't make the what cut. What make honestly, it's like I I definitely handpick them, but then I do have a lot of friends that are into the same you know music mm-hmm. as me, and so I you know they're they're always over at my house, yeah, and always DJing for them and stuff, and so. You know, I definitely uh, take consideration of, you know, their reaction to the song as well. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I go on. And obviously, you know, uh, I spend a lot of time on YouTube watching people's sets, you know, like, you know, top DJ sets that I, I look up to. Yeah. And, you know, and see what they're playing, see what the trend is. Nice. And obviously, I'm not trying to, like, copy, them copy yeah. you know, you, you want to be a little different than what everyone else is doing. Definitely. So... And then obviously, like, you know, as as more as you play um, at the clubs and live, um, you, you kind of get an idea of which songs are the, the big hitters, you know, mm-hmm. based off the crowd and you, you see their reaction. And so it's just a I think it's just a just a process. Yeah, I feel yeah. that um, your friends aren't like, you know, 
oh, you know, like, are you trying to tell your friends? It's like, hey, listen, if it's crap, you need to tell me if it's crap. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. They're not sure. just like, oh, since we're your friends, we only want to say, like, oh, it's always good. No, 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 no. They, they definitely let me know if, you know, they're like, eh, it's, it's you know, it's all right. You can do better. Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. Okay, this one's good. You got to keep this yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good, definitely. good. Yeah, because I, uh, I don't want to surround myself with people. I love when people can give me, like, good constructive criticism, mm-hmm. not just... They want to protect my feelings kind of things. Like, yeah, oh, no, 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 but this is good. Like, great job. It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. You need to tell me if it's crap. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or where can I improve? No, that's definitely important. Yeah. Um. So, like, uh, with the entertainment field, uh, you know, everybody at one point is prone to, you know, uh, uh, negative thoughts and doubt. Mm-hmm. How do you battle that? Do How you do ever I battle, battle that? Um, so, I guess for me, I... I motivate myself through, um, through, I don't know, I guess just personal experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Growing up, I've definitely been, I feel like I was always, uh, not always, but like definitely overlooked in some parts of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, carrying chips on your shoulder, um, you know, you're just trying to prove yourself. And so that always keeps me going. Um, Do you have siblings? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Are you the youngest? No, I'm the oldest. Oh, oldest. Okay. But, um... You know, just uh, just chips on my shoulder from the past, and obviously, uh, my biggest role model in life is Kobe Bryant. Oh, and really? So, yeah. So yeah, man, you know, God rest his soul. Mamba man. mentality. You know, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest Dude, in peace. I I will always remember where I was when that happened. Like I was in my apartment. I was right before I went to work, and I was just scrolling through my phone, and I literally thought it was one of those like those celebrities hoaxes. death hoax you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. like where they would say like oh jackie chan morgan freeman they yeah. pass and stuff and it's just a hoax i literally thought the kobe one was such a hoax no, so same. yeah I, like i remember seeing it and thinking eh, nah went to work nothing and then everybody's talking about it like confirmed mm-hmm. and i was like wait that's real like and they were like yeah oh nah, man dude that's uh, that was crazy because you know I, gr- I grew up watching him so mm-hmm. you know seeing him as like that immortal you know like that that god in basketball you know and yeah. then to hear that news it's like you know it just kind of just sh- shakes you up a bit and so you know do you remember s- where you were when uh, you i was i was in bed i woke up no i woke up with uh it was like five or six people messaging me about it no and then i was just like what are you talking about and i opened instagram and it's, you know everything's about him and i'm just like yo like what is going on I was no like, this is- yeah it, it, that was not a good day Especially now that you're in bed, you're going to sleep. You're like, no, right, I, the... I like woke up to it. Oh, you woke yeah, up to it. Oh, like... way to start the day. Exactly. No, it was, it was not it. Oh, no. That, that... that hurt. That hurt. But uh, like even before his death, he always uh, motivated me. But, mm-hmm. you know, after that happened, um, you know, I definitely promised myself in the mama, mamba mentality, like always, you know? Yeah. It's always. So like when I'm, you know, you know, when I'm down or, you know, unmotivated, you know, you know, I just ask myself, like, what would Kobe do? Yeah. You know, is he just going to just sit there and do nothing? Or is he going to, you know, get up and, you know, work? That's cool that uh, uh, Kobe is your inspiration. Uh, you know, obviously, like, with you doing music, you would think, like, oh, it's another musician or right, something. Right. So that's really cool uh, that it's somebody like Kobe. Uh, so you, I'm guessing you grew up with basketball at yeah, early age and all that yeah yeah huge lakers fan um, yeah my brother he's a huge Shaq's fan 
Okay. So he, no matter where Shaq went, he followed. And uh, when Shaq and Kobe had that rivalry, yeah, like oh man, I I would always remember my brother just like yelling at the TV, and I and <laughs> I wasn't a huge basketball guy. Like I enjoyed it, but uh, uh, he he was definitely the jock of the family, and that shit was intense. Like no, no, for sure. Yeah. I, w- I would watch interviews with them too, uh, uh, like separately and mm-hmm. just them talking about it. And, oh, man, I will always remember this Shaq interview where uh, the lady asked him about Kobe. And he was just like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> like, who, right. who is that? That that name doesn't sound familiar. And it's just too like, funny. oh, man, the drama. No, that, that was like, good times, though. Good times. Yeah, the highlight of basketball. Yeah, those were great times. <laughs> I miss it, man. Oh, man. Well, you... Now you got to be the Kobe of the <laughs> DJ, you're, and you're going to be like you're I'm on the road for, for it. it. Yeah. Um. So going on with that same thing, uh, like what's something you know, like that's a good answer, but like what what's something uh, uh specific that you like to do? Like let's say you're at your place and it's like five o'clock, and you know you're just you're feeling a little down for whatever the case may be whatever's going on in your life how do you the moment you're starting to feel that how do you like try to combat it combat it um so the one thing i learned about myself um you know when it comes to my mental um like my mental health and stuff is uh music always is my my escape Mm -hmm. um and specifically like house music um you know like rap and stuff they have lyrics you know but I feel like the lyrics don't, I can't really relate to it. That, yeah. You know, like nowadays rap, especially, it's yeah. just, you know, you know what it is. Yeah, like, it, yeah. It's just not it to me personally. And so like with house music, especially, it's it's all about the energy. It's all, it's, it's about the feeling, you know? Yeah. And so always, I always have like house music or something playing. Um, it's always my escape. And so uh, definitely uh, this, I, I just, I just went back. I just got back from EDC Orlando this uh, past weekend. Yeah. And uh, I, I first went because I wanted to go, but I didn't know that that was something that I actually needed in my life. Good. Um, you know, going there and watching uh, like Martinez Brothers and Michael Beebe, um, you know, John Summit, Eli Brown, you know, all these great artists um, that I, I don't know. It just inspired me even more than ever. Um, you, just, I bet you couldn't wait to go home and then like, all no, right, no, I exactly. Yeah. It, and more than that is more like I can't wait to be up there on that stage Same, you know, with yeah. them one day and so you know that's something i promised my i've always promised myself that mm-hmm. but uh you know after that past weekend like it's you know the grind's even more now yeah good know? man good no I, I and i love it because uh like i i swear like you you guys with musicians and stuff you're so much more bigger than me i'm not talking about like following it's like i love the passion because ev- everybody can relate with music uh, uh music just hits the soul that much mm-hmm. different and I feel like your grind is so much better, so much more passionate than my grind. I'm d- all I'm doing is just interviewing you, editing it, and then no. posting it out there. And I always try to post uh, inspirational things like, uh, like you got to keep grinding. Yeah, we're all tired, but you got to keep grinding. Right. And but uh, I think a music grind. You want to know what what it is? It's because like it's so uplifting. It really is. Yeah. Like, when, it, it, like I like your like how you talked about with your style that. Uh, and I remember it where you start off slow, small, and then you mm-hmm. work your way up. Because also, you don't want your fans to get too tired out, right? And stuff like you, yeah. So you you do a good job of controlling the 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 hypeness. And I don't know, like I, to me, I say like 
that's that's awesome because you want to know why because not only are your fans enjoying it but then you're enjoying it watching them jump up and down and all that stuff so it's a positive feedback loop with with podcasts it's just like all right here you go (laughs) watch it on your own time no 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 this is awesome what you're doing though yeah i appreciate it i love it but it's definitely it's an awesome feeling seeing the crowds you know reactions to you know a a track that you dropped Mm -hmm. something like that you know nothing's better than seeing them dance Mm -hmm. definitely so um how do you how do you react to like i know you know starting off uh uh maybe in the the, how how long you've been doing this let me ask so taking it seriously it's been uh it's about like a year about a year okay cool uh, my first gig was in on new year's this past year no way really (laughs) okay cool which is just crazy to me because i don't know I, i didn't really expect it to you know for all of this to happen within this year yeah so and the momentum you've been yeah, getting, yeah 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 i definitely didn't expect it to roll this fast yeah but you know well see and definitely and, thankful and that's that's the other thing to, uh, for you to keep in mind is like if you ever start to have uh, another side of doubts or negative thoughts remember it's that momentum that right. has got you here so yeah. like just shake it off keep going don't exactly. stop uh but uh, um, have you ever had like a moment where in your earlier shows or something, or do you still have that now where uh, something you've been working on and you're like, okay, this is good. And then you play it on a show and maybe the crowd isn't like responding as much as you want it to. I'm, I mean, to a point, yeah. uh, something similar. Uh, the main thing that I had issues with when I first started my shows was um, my USB Oh, man. So technical stuff. Yeah. It's like the craziest (laughs) things ever. Like you work on, you know, like, you know, a couple weeks on a set, you know, with a playlist, Mm -hmm. you know, of all the, you know, fire songs you want to play. And then you go up there. You're like, I'm ready. You know, you plug in the USB. None of the waveforms show up or the songs didn't transfer. Right. Something like that. Like and it's happened to me at least like five, six times now. No. Yeah. and, And those were like all at the beginning of my, you know like my dj career and so like that really you know it really puts uh yeah definitely like put something in your mental you know like mentally wise like you're just like always like scared at that point yeah and like even when i go up on stage now i'm like worried if like if it's going to transfer or not so like do you have any uh uh some sort of uh uh contingency plan any backups yeah so now i actually on my keys uh i have four usbs now on there so if one doesn't work i got three others at least (laughs) with all the same files yeah yeah. like i don't play around no more (laughs) after all of that i was like screw it i'm I'm definitely making copies yeah uh, my main usb that i use now like i just bought like a really just overly expensive one just to do it just you know i i don't care anymore like yeah. i just want my music to work <laughs> I, no dude i hear i hear you no see so, like right here uh, uh this little red thing yeah uh, uh little portable hard drive ever since like i told you about the audio of my other friend like back in the couple of months ago when i messed that up i was mm-hmm. like never again i lost the audio file now have everything on backups on backups. Yeah. Like, I am not messing around. You got to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Once like, and that's the thing, like in a way, like I always appreciate mistakes uh, because they are a great teacher. They're mm-hmm. great lessons. I just hate when they fucking happen, man. No, when 100%. When I totally they happen. You. You, just, you feel, you feel like shit. You're just like, oh, you know what? I'm not cut out for this. You want to flip <laughs> a table. You're done. No, that's how I felt on my, my first gig. Yeah. It's, it, it's definitely like, you're already up there. People are what waiting for you, and then you got nothing to play. You know, like 
sorry guys i can't play (laughs) sorry no it's like sorry guys i can't play no no yeah i mean there was one gig where like literally nothing showed up on my usb and so uh i actually just b2b with the guy before me so he just i he let me use his songs and we were just sharing the decks together and actually came out really well that's cool and so i'm definitely thankful that you know those issues were when i first started you Mm -hmm. know djing because that kind of taught me to first off you know bring extra you know multiple usbs but then also um it kind of taught me to freestyle because you know when you don't have your cue points you don't have your track list like set up or like your crates uh set up right you kind of just have to wing it and so from there like at home now i'm kind of practicing on you know not not uh like like practicing without planning yeah if you get what i mean yeah so i'm not planning out you know i'm playing this and then this and then this it's more like i have a crate and i just kind of just mess around and i think that's the beauty of djing you know yeah where y- your creative flow can actually go in instead of just having everything planned out yeah i um more power to you especially with the freestyle because i uh where my cousin would play i remember just being curious, I, I just wanted to uh, uh, go right behind him, you know, see the technical side of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice that there's a small screen. And right. like, you know, uh, uh, for lack of better term, it, it reminded me of like Guitar Hero. Have you ever played Guitar Hero? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like with the notes coming down right, and all right. that. So it kind of reminded me of that. And so uh, and then he was telling me, yeah, sometimes you can't even use the screen. You have to go by ear. And right. I was like, whoa, really? And yeah, I was just like, no, you know what? You you can have the DJ stuff, but like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> no, it's definitely a hard learning curve, I feel like, um, especially when I first started off. Like, I didn't really have any DJ friends. Okay, um, so you were I, the one in your group to yeah, start it. Yeah, so I kind of learned off of YouTube mm-hmm. and just, just self, you know, just self-teaching. And so it was mad confusing at first, but... YouTube is definitely a great Dude, YouTube is the greatest teacher. Man, right? It really is. For it's anything. Crazy. I need to learn how to cook. Go on YouTube. I need to learn how to change a tire. Go on YouTube. Yeah, no, for real. They got everything on there. Yeah. So when I first started off, I was always watching uh, the videos of the camera above the DJ deck, you mm-hmm. know, so you can just see the deck and then the hands. Mm-hmm. So I was just watching those, you know, while I'm eating or studying or, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm always just watching that, trying to figure out any little trick or tip I can learn from it. And you're still watching it today? Um, not, not as much. I mainly just watch more just live sets now. Yeah. You know, of like artists. Because now like, you know the, like, the techniques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to, to a point, I mean, I, I'm not perfect. Yeah, you know, yeah. Always room for improvement, but definitely got the general aspects down. Yeah. So I'm just really, I just kind of just watch like just live sets now. Yeah. Just enjoying the music and stuff. Nice. Um... Yeah. Uh, what is uh, uh, what is something that you would like your uh, fans to know about you? Know about me? Yeah. Um. Mu- music is what I live and breathe. Yeah. Um, I'll be at EDC one day, so just just keep waiting. <laughs> um, I'm also an aspiring tattoo artist, so. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll be. Um. You know, I'm trying to start taking booking soon, on that. But I've been working on that and practicing for a while. Definitely harder than I expected, but yeah, um, I feel like I have the hand for it because I've always enjoyed drawing growing up. Yeah, and a steady hand too. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I've always said it. I'm, I'm a pussy man. I'm afraid of needles. Like <laughs> I will, if I could get a tattoo without a needle, 
all right, sign me up. But you could get the sticker ones, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ones that stay up for like three days. Right. Oh man, I just can't do it, man. I can't do needles and stuff. Uh, <laughs> like, and and I'll go with somebody to watch them get a tattoo. I went with a buddy before, and I I can look for a couple of minutes, but then I got to look away. I'm just like, uh, I cringe. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I mean. I don't know. I feel like I was like that too until I got my first one. Yeah. And then like, I, I love it. What was your first tattoo? Uh, It was actually, it, it was very simple because it was my first one. I was a little, you know, scared. Mm-hmm. Um, So I just got a 24. It was uh, for Kobe. Yeah. And so that definitely it's a, it's a tat that's very meaningful to me. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And then from there, it kind of just went on. I got uh, something on my chest of my family's name. Nice. And so it's just been going from there and... I don't know. I just love the the creative creativity creativity of you know tattoos because it's like it's more than just drawing, but yeah. it's like actually like um, it's like permanent on your body. You know, yeah. it's like totally different than a painting. And I think it's cool. Like like you would want to give somebody a tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool because uh, uh, I was saying this to a buddy of mine. Like I think it's a a, a cool like passionate thing where somebody like say you were to go to a tattoo party and you, you're like hey i want to get 24 and it means a lot to you and now it means a lot to the person giving you the tattoo right. because now they're like okay i don't want to mess this up because it means a lot to you definitely uh because i mean majority of people who get tattoos there's you know some significant meaning to definitely, it definitely yeah I, I i do want to know somebody who goes to a tattoo parlor and just like i just want to screw up tattoo just give me that like give me that on that <laughs> no meaning whatsoever no yeah i i can't i can't do that to myself yeah no no that every i feel like everything i'm gonna get if if i get more in the future definitely it's gonna i, I feel like it has to have like a deep meaning behind it like a I want to make it like a story of my life, you know? Yeah. No, that's that's what's up. I I joke saying that I might get a tattoo if I ever become, like, famous and I'll make it a charity event where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we'll put in a GoFundMe if we reach, like, 50K for, like, cancer research. Right. I'll get a tattoo or oh, something. that'd be dope. Like, I, I, would, I, I could see myself legit doing that and not looking mm-hmm. back, but... I'm not. I'm not doing it for nothing. Like I, just, I, I'm too afraid of needles, man. I'm not. No, I get it. No, no. No worries. I knock me out and then give me the tattoo. <laughs> like I'm fine with it. No, yeah. I mean, they they be hurting on certain spots of your body for sure. Yeah, and and I just don't trust the people that go like, oh no, it didn't hurt. I'm like, you're such a liar. No. Yeah, I I mean, like the arm ones, they don't hurt. Really? Yeah, the chest one didn't hurt at all. Really? Yeah, it really didn't. It was more like a. <laughs> it was almost like a. Like a little tickle of a like a needle just kind of scraping your skin. I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm for real though. No, I I believe you. I'm just kidding. Oh man, I just maybe maybe one day. I just I don't see it. But uh, uh, what if uh, what about like uh, for your fans to know like um, right before you're about to get on set, what how do you get into the mind? So like let's say you have a show tonight at like you know, at 10 p.m. or something, what's your day like uh, prepping for the show? Prepping for the show, um, usually I try, I, I always like to run through through my track list, you know, mm-hmm. at home um, before my show. But usually when I, before my show, I definitely like to go early, um, check out the environment, mm-hmm. check out the crowd. Um, and then I usually, I do like to step out and sit in my car, like in silence. 
and just sit there and just try to fo- like get my 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 mind together. Yeah. You know, and just chill out for a little bit and then go up on and you know, for showtime. Nice. Yeah, so definitely just you know, try to keep it chill and then bring out the real energy when I'm up on stage. Yeah, you don't want to like hype yourself up too much and then like be drained when you yeah, get out yeah, there, yeah. 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 All right. No. I know I know a lot of people like to, you know, drink or smoke before, but I, I need like a sober mind to like you know just focus. Yeah, it's because I feel like I I I do better that way. You know? No, every to each their own. You yeah, know? yeah, like, definitely. I know some people that they need to take a couple of shots before and 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 they'll do great. No, no, for sure. Yeah, and then but and then some people like I can I could see you as that because I'm the same way. Whenever I'm doing something, uh, I, I I do like to try to have a sober mind, and then later, uh, we can have fun, but. I don't know. There's just something about that focus mm-hmm. and that intensity that, like, that pressure b- brings out the best of you. Right, right. Yeah. And then some people, I get it. Your friends are like, "Come on, man, you're stressing yourself out. You need a drink." And it's like, "No, I, I like this stress. Like, yeah, let yeah, me... you gotta focus." You yeah. Know? No, I get Definitely. it. I see. You know, a lot of the bigger artists, you know, up on stage, they're just like drinking out of a bottle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dang, man. Like, Jack Daniels, like, dang. <laughs> Me rum, like I'll just have a room if, I, if I was performing. <laughs> Couldn't do that, but you know, I I, I prefer my water. Yeah, exactly. On, on stage, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, so like uh, uh, going back to it. Uh, so when you first got started, uh, ballpark it. How long did it? T- I mean, you, you've you've had experience with instruments, so like music sounds like they all fo- follow a formula. Mm-hmm. But, like, how long would you say it took you to, like, start to understand? Are you tech savvy? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty tech savvy. Yeah. So, like, I'm not uh, in a way. So, uh, how long do you think it takes for somebody who's, like, you know, little to average tech uh, to kind of understand the basics of mixing um, and spinning? I feel like it's all about, like, the drive the devotion, like, um, just how, how bad you want it, honestly. Because, like, for me, during COVID, I was, you know, it took me a couple months, but it was, like, hours and hours per day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, w- I was driving my mom crazy in the kitchen. <laughs> like, she was just like, turn it down, turn it down, you know? And I'm like, no, like, you know, I'm over here, like, playing house music and then, you know, crazy, like, dubstep music, you know, just yeah. jamming out. And so it's definitely, like, I feel like if you're putting in consistent hours per day, mm-hmm. Um, and once you get the formula of, you know, like just the basic formation of how like music works, you know, in phrases and just, uh, just the quick trip, I mean, tricks mm-hmm. and like, uh, like looping and stuff. I mean, you know, it won't, it shouldn't take that long, but you yeah. know, if you're just kind of half-assing it, you know, I mean, it's going to take you forever. Yeah. You know, I, I can see that. Uh, like, okay. So I, I remember saying this to my cousin, uh, uh, when like practicing and stuff, uh, like there's no way you can put in like headphones and stuff in, to practice so you don't bother anybody around or is it one of those things like you have to listen to it i mean like, like through a speaker i mean you could you could do it through your headphones um if you put on the headphone thingy um like the q the q buttons mm-hmm. but the problem with that is that now you don't have the second uh way to hear the next track that you're trying to mix in okay you know um cuz typically 
when you're DJing, you got the speakers playing, like, let's say track one that the audience is hearing. Mm -hmm. And then track two is what you're trying to bring in, you know? And so that's oh, what you're it? listening through your oh, headphones. Oh, I did not. I legit, I always wondered, like, uh, uh, because, like, you guys would always have the headphones like this, mm -hmm. like one in, one out. Yeah. And I always thought it was for fashion. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I always thought it was just I'm so dead. you guys look cool. So you're just like. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, typically we're probably just listening to the next song, trying to beat match it. Okay. And then trying to see if it sounds right. That makes way it. more You just blew my mind. That makes way more <laughs> sense because I legit thought it was just like, oh, you guys want to look cool, which nah. you guys are cool. <laughs> but okay, so what they hear on the speaker is different from what you're hearing. In right. The okay. Yeah, yeah. So what, what the DJ is hearing through the headphones is probably the, the next song that they're trying to bring in. Or just better quality of what they're hearing, like from the audience. Because mm -hmm. sometimes there's like sound delays, you know, or something's muffled. You know, sometimes you don't have booth speakers pointing at you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Because, yeah, mostly the speakers, like if if, if I'm the, on stage, the speakers are in front of me for the crowd. Right. So, like, the and it being loud, uh, I can imagine that, like, what you're hearing is probably like, a little off yeah different yeah there's a little delay and so that's why i that's why there's booth speakers too so there's like smaller speakers that are pointing at the dj mm -hmm. and so you know there's always that quality sound but you know some some gigs don't have that mm -hmm. you know so you kind of you just kind of have to work with what you got so you just blew my mind i did not know <laughs> that <laughs> so what's uh what's something when you were learning blew your mind like oh wow i didn't know this um probably one like something like uh something similar to that was uh when i was, i think it was at i think it was at the sundays one. Um, oh really uh there was a there was a lot of there's a lot of echoing or there was something was off with the speakers for me mm -hmm. compared to some of the other gigs um there was a there was like a delay and so i i had trouble beat matching there at that set specifically i remember and so um definitely was kind of upset about that uh talked to my to my uh, dj friend tima and something he recommended to me was to actually uh, listen, like put both cues on for both tracks and mm -hmm. listen to it through your headphones. So now you're eliminating that delay and you're listening through it to your headphones. So you don't have to uh, deal with the delay. You get what I'm saying? So like yeah. you're listening to the quality sound through your headphones. And so that actually, that's something that, you know, I didn't really know, but it's such a simple thing. But you know, when I realized that, it helped me so much more. That's you know, awesome. For my future shows. There you go. You know, because, you know, when you're playing in a club or, you know, a gig, you know, it's loud. And sometimes things are muffled or things aren't clear enough. So rather than hearing it through the speakers that the, you know, the audience is hearing it through, just throw on your headphones. I mean, it works way better. Yeah. Wow. No, and, and, and that's awesome. Good on your friend to teach you that something like that you didn't have to change something dramatic something mm -hmm. small and yeah then, it's just quick tips you know yeah a huge impact on your mm -hmm. show that's awesome um do you have a i know this might be a little controversial but not really uh do you have a favorite club uh uh one or like one of your favorite events that like so far holds a special place in your heart um i've i mean i there's there's a couple for sure. Um, you know, obviously the block parties that mm -hmm. Twisted Lines, you know, has been throwing over the summers. Yeah. Um, those were those were crazy, man. Yeah, like, I've seen you post it on your uh on your Insta and I'm like, damn, I really want to go to that. Yeah, those like, were crazy. Like we used to we what like booked out the whole underground Atlanta. Yeah. And then, you know, we're just 
throwing down you know techno and house to like six in the morning which is you know like <laughs> nothing beats that and it's like open air you know the the main stage is outside so like yeah. the whole atlanta is just hearing techno you know like That's... till six in the morning i don't even know how that got approved you know like, <laughs> but you know though that those were some crazy experiences um being able to play for that and then i actually got to close with um madison um you know at the end at around 5 5 a.m and so that was a great experience um and then odyssey you know odyssey after so shout out johnny for that um for getting me some of those gigs there um I got to, you know, play some of my first, like, headlining shows there. Oh, so you've headlined now? Yeah, I mean, it was more of, like, my own show. It was, like, a okay. 3 to 6, nice. 3 to 6 a.m., um, just me playing. Um, and, you know, I had my boy uh, JP, or most people know him as Don Genesis. Um, he was pulling up, and we, we were uh, B2B together sometimes there. So those were some great times. And obviously, you know, my first set, it was a very high anxiety, but, you know, that'll always be, you know, you know, That's I'll never gonna forget that, you know. Yeah. So shout out Twisted Lines for that. You know, I I love I, I love all those those people, man. Like, yeah. There's some awesome people out there. So uh so like with uh Twisted Lime, are you are you a regular? Um, I wanna say a regular. I I play for them, you know, a decent bit, them in yeah. parallax. Okay. Um, but you know, I'm not like a resident for them or nothing. But yeah, you know, definitely have a good relation with them, you know, close with a lot of the a lot of the resident DJs there. Mm-hmm. And so, we gotta get you to be a resident. <laughs> hey, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But no, it's always a it's always a grind. No, it's always a grind. But uh, I'm just saying, people, you guys are missing out. Sign my boy. <laughs> like, you won't be disappointed. Uh, Appreciate I, I, it. I gotta go to one of your shows again, man. Like it, the it it was so dope. And uh, like, it, and it, I know it's so like cliche. And again, I'm I'm new at this. Is that uh everybody's sound is just it's 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 so different and in in a great way mm -hmm. where like one you don't know what to expect like you really right. don't like i i know maybe your friends uh those who uh your crew and stuff who's been around you for years now that they kind of know what to expect and stuff mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm telling you to the average person like myself uh, uh you don't know what to expect and it's right. it's just a joy especially when you know what you're doing uh and you're passionate about it you're grinding it and it shows and it's 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 cool man it's hype it's awesome and appreciate it, man. it it's definitely my uh crowd and like uh, i miss it and I'm, right now i'm in school and the thanksgiving break and i'm just like man i really need to let loose like, yeah so i gotta go to one of your shows man <laughs> no it definitely should pull up um i, I just played like my first like out of state one uh, this nice. past weekend, uh, where at? I played in Chattanooga. Hey, hey hometown. Um, it was there with, you go. Uh, DJ Mystery Box's uh, birthday, so he let me hop on the decks there. It was a really it was a yeah. cool experience there. Um, I got a couple more things lined up in December. Okay. So, yeah, Shout be... out. Like, uh, are are they definite now? Um, yeah, yeah. So like Arcadia. Um, I don't know if you heard of Arcadia. Mm. They're 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 more of an underground uh, promoting uh, show as well. Um, them and also uh, Underground Creations. Uh, they're uh, they're a, a group up in Dalton, Georgia. Mm -hmm. So I've, I used to play with them uh, like earlier this year. Um, so I play with them regularly. And then so they call me, they hit me up uh, like yesterday actually to play again for them. So I, I think I'm playing for them on the 10th. So it should be exciting. On December 10th? Mm -hmm. All right, people look out December 10th. <laughs> you got to. So it should be fun. Nice. Um so what's uh like 
what's what's your goal uh with all this like well you're going to school for fashion and marketing mm-hmm. uh so what's your what's your like short-term goal i define short-term goals as something accomplishable in like two to three months something not too long mm-hmm. and then what's your long-term goal like what's what's the end goal for you for sure uh so two three month goal like a short-term goal um i'm working on my first single to be dropped hey. and so i plan on dropping that in on my birthday january 5 so that should be that's coming up soon um so as long as i drop that that i'll be happy with that um just trying to get residencies or just you know get more bookings mm-hmm. you know you can never have too many bookings in my opinion no. you know so i'm always trying to do that um long term goal wise uh i would love to get signed to a label you know once i'm more you know out there with my producing game mm-hmm. um so getting signed and then obviously you know playing at you know my favorite festivals you know yeah. like edc or you know ultra speaking you know, of festival like what's what's one festival that like if you could pick any of them and i know it's hard mm-hmm. but like if you can pick any fest a festival to play at which one would it be probably edc edc i mean, i, I, I edc is just so man it, it's just a vibe there compared to like i went to lost lands this past year too yeah so i thought you were gonna say lost Lands. everybody says lost. yeah or tomorrow world yeah, yeah I, oh, the tomorrow world is crazy too i've never been yet but yeah um lost lands is more uh like bass music it's just only bass music you know oh, okay so i'm not really i don't really spin bass music as much i'm more like house and stuff so edc or like movement uh, that's up in detroit uh, it's a really cool festival I haven't been to that yet either, but I, I do want to go to maybe this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mainly just like a house techno type of festival. Nice. But uh, at EDC this year, it was just uh, I don't know. It was it was just crazy. I ditched my whole group, because uh, <laughs> we were at some we were at uh, one of the bigger stages, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't feeling the music. I was like, man, I need my house music, so I just <laughs> ditched the group of like nine people, and I just <laughs> went by myself into the into the jungle of people at uh at neon garden at the house tent it yeah was just such a vibe i loved it nice and so yeah definitely edc all and right they, they their setup there is like it's it's literally like an adult disney world yeah they got like the carnival they got lights ferris wheels they got i know my cousin went to that and he was showing me pictures and i was just like i, it, I gotta go to yeah this. it's what? crazy man it yeah. gets wild it's too fun Oh man, yeah, no. One day, one day, I'll definitely go. <laughs> but uh, I remember again back when I was ignorant with uh, uh, the whole DJ thing. Uh, what, which is it? Uh, it was one of the festivals. You might be able to name which one, but they had like uh, I think three stages. Like it was a square, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they had literally three stages and like three different artists playing. And I remember thinking that was the dumbest thing ever. I was like, why? Like, how are you going to play? Because, again, I'm I'm used to, like, just one rock star, one yeah. hip-hop artist on stage. You go to the Tabernacle. You go to, right. you know, Foxy or whatever, and they're playing. You go for them. And I'm like, how are you going to have three with the music overlapping and all that stuff? But uh, he recorded uh, some samples of him being there. And it just sounded beautiful man and i was just like never mind i'm an idiot i get it like i gotta go to one no yeah i feel like going to one definitely just totally changes your outlook on it i think it does because i mean that's what happened to me too 
because I, I I thought EDM, you know, just electronic music in general, mm -hmm. I, was, I was not a fan of it. Like my friends would yeah. play it, I'm like, turn that shit off. Like, yeah. Like where's Kodak? Where you know, like where, you know, <laughs> I wanted that type of music, but then um, I don't know, it just changed. I know, cause it, it, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know how old are you. I'm 29. No, 23. 23. Okay. Mm. So like, uh, uh, when I was younger, uh, especially in high school, like before dubstep started like coming back uh i was always like and i know house music is apparently like from the 70s apparently mm, I, I guess so yeah, yeah i yeah. didn't know that i had a friend tell me about this i was just like uh like it techno that uh, term was looked down on you know it's like oh no one listens to techno and 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 stuff like that like techno is for like the mega nerds or something <laughs> like that and then it made a huge comeback, and now mm -hmm. it's e like I would argue even more popular than like I would say top three genre for sure. Uh, uh, not even just techno itself, but like EDM music mm -hmm. overall. Right. But yeah, I was just like, yo, where this whole ca it came from? Like uh, this whole trend. I honestly thought it was gonna fade. Uh, nah, again, before before fade. I liked it, <laughs> I, I thought, oh, this is just a fad. It's, it's right. gonna fade. But no, it's. It's here nah, to stay it's, and, it's, you know, it's good. It's still growing, too. Especially Atlanta. I mean, the, the scene here is just growing. It's growing yeah. a lot. Oh, so, Atlanta is like the music place. Uh, yeah. It used to be, you know, New York and California. But now Atlanta's, you know, people didn't see that one coming. So no, that's great. not at all. Yeah. Especially like during COVID, you know, during the peak of COVID, you know, like clubs are shutting down. Jobs are getting cut. And then we're over here, you know, like we got twisted lines that are throwing stuff in you know car car shops or warehouses you know like yeah just underground stuff and it's like when i first discovered them uh back in i think around last year um i went i for, i went to the first twisted lines that i've ever been to um i was hired as their photographer nice. so i didn't know what to expect and uh, i went there and i saw like don genesis uh wise and nexus and a couple other djs and it was just like i was like yo this is crazy like, <laughs> this is crazy like i walked into like an abandoned like car shop i was yeah. like what like what is this you know and it was like it was like sketch at first but then when you realize that it's just like a vibe like mm -hmm. it's almost it's almost better than a in a club yeah i prefer it more way more than a club now like just like the underground stuff is just it's amazing to me I yeah love it. no like uh that one uh i remember one of your pictures uh one of the undergrounds where um the escalators like were right mm -hmm. behind you yeah i I literally, one, it's a cool picture. Uh, uh, if you guys follow you, you should look it up. And um, I, I just remember looking at that and it was like red lights and stuff. And I, I just thought, where are you? This is like so cool. Like this looks like people were just like, hey, let's set up shop here and let's exactly. have fun. And so that that's awesome. Dude. Yeah. You just make any, if it works, it works, you know? Yeah. As long as you have an outlet, plug it yeah. in. Let's go. Let's put the music yeah, man i mean shakes and uh christian the, the those two really they, they they they're really on the grind pushing you know the underground scene like crazy and you know it's awesome so <laughs> it's awesome to see them grind like that nice uh so speaking of grind what's uh let's say your 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 day is free you have no shows this day like uh, uh what's what's your average day like how do you grind like you wake up uh, uh walk us through your day and your grinding methods on um, let's see i mean wake up you know just do my normal you know like shower whatnot you know all of that stuff 
Uh, I like to hang out with friends a lot too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do that. Um, but then when it comes to like grinding, definitely I'm, I'm, I have my own little studio at home um, nice. with my DJ deck and my speakers and stuff. So I'm always there, you know, just vibing, trying to just come up with different stuff, just experimenting. Um, after that, go to my desk. Um, and I, I've been learning Ableton for a while now. Nice. So I'm really trying to, you know, that 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 curve is insane too. Like I, I don't I don't know how these professional guys are, you know, making these sound. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, figure that out still. Um. So that takes, you know, a lot of my time as well. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, maybe you know, go hang out with more friends or chill, and then you know, pick up my tattoo machine. From there, you know, just sitting there, you know, just working on stencils, and just on like practice skin and stuff. So, so just trying to stay productive, you know. Yeah. So when you're not hanging out with friends, you're productive. Like yeah, I, I try to be. I try yeah. to be. You know, I I do catch myself on Netflix sometimes. I, you know, I'm like, what am I doing? With that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I definitely try to stay busy. Um, because I mean, it's either that or I'm working. Because mm-hmm. you know, I mean, everybody got bills to pay. So exactly, I hate it. But hey, well, I mean, one <laughs> that's the dream. That's the goal is that one day you get to pay your bills with the things you love. No, exactly. Know? That's the exactly. Goal. You know, do what you do and you know, I mean, do what you love, you know? Yeah. Do you see, since you're in uh, 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 fashioning and fashion and marketing, I was going to say fashioning or <laughs> like mixing up the words. Uh, do you see yourself like picking over one of the other or do you see yourself like being able to do both? Like once you graduate and. um, Definitely music is my top priority. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I'm kind of just in school just to graduate. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so close. I'm, I got like a quarter left. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm so close. So I might as well just graduate. But, uh, you know, definitely later on, uh, I definitely want to start my own brand one day. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my original, you know, fashion was like my passion before music. Um, I, w- I started off as a bio major, actually, trying oh, really? to be a doctor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my freshman year and that, you know, that 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 went south real quick. What what, what happened if you don't mind me asking? Um, man, th- them test scores, bro. Them, oh, them, I, bro, I, I, I can't <laughs> do it. I get you. I couldn't do it. I, I, like I study or don't study, and my my results are still the same. Yeah. Uh, oh my I'm, god, bro! I did that <laughs> with my midterm uh, this year, like I, I, for a government class. I was studying. I was being so disciplined. Come the midterm, I get like a seventy six. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, like it. I'm like, this isn't for me. And I could I couldn't see myself in a white gown calling myself a doctor anyways. Yeah. So I definitely like, you know, just try to really think about what I'm doing. Yeah. And then from there, I transferred to a different school. I went to UT in Knoxville. Oh, um, wow. I went there for a quarter as a business administration. And then from there, I was like, eh, still not it's still not still not the thing I want. Yeah. And then from there, I... I literally just called my mom out. I mean, I called my mom up and was like, hey, I'm dropping out and I'm going to fashion school. And then she was like, what are, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I literally dropped out that next day, moved out, came back home. And I think I took like a six month break and then moved out to Atlanta for SCAD. Nice. And uh, that's been my, that was my passion. I, I mean, I still enjoy fashion a lot. Yeah. still plan on doing something um, within fashion, but music definitely is the priority yeah, yeah it really piqued my interest over the over the past like two years so and like so. basically if you work for like a, a a fashion company the moment your music debuts you can see yourself going like all right i need to 
focus on this. 100%. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I I've been ain't nothing wrong with re- that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been working in retail, um, with like Louis Vuitton and a couple others, mm-hmm. um, for for the past like two years. But the scheduling, um, in retail is pretty harsh. Oh yeah, uh, my sister-in-law in is with, in Michael Kors. Yeah. yeah, like weekends are always a must. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're working early to late. So I kind of had to go back into the restaurant industry for now because it's more uh, easier on my schedule with like DJing. Yeah. Because there was days where, man, like I, I DJ till six in the morning, going to work at eight in the morning. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> like, it's crazy times. So like, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do that every week or anything. So Do I you drink to... energy drinks? Huh? Do you drink energy drinks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I, I need to be sponsored by Red Bull at this point. <laughs> at this point, right? <laughs> at this point, yeah. Oh, God. Energy drinks will kill me. <laughs> I, I I, try to stay away from them. Uh, uh, I legit thought I had a heart attack during my midterm. Uh, <laughs> I haven't had an energy drink in years. And then I had a rain with 300 rain. milli. Uh, it's, uh, it has like that Spartan helmet kind of thing. Really? I, I've never heard of it. you never heard crazy. of it? I don't recommend it. It's the same as Bang. It, it has the same caffeine content as uh, Bang, uh, 300 milligrams. I'm just used to coffee. Mm-hmm. And I, I took this energy drink and legit, I my heart was like beating so fast. <laughs> I got so dizzy. Uh, but I was focused. I did my test and I was awake. But then the moment you crash, you, you crash. Yeah. No, no. The crash sucks. No. So sure. never again. I, I freaking almost died. <laughs> Glad you're good. Yeah, I'm just exaggerating. I didn't know that guy, <laughs> but it felt like it when that crap. Because no, yeah. I'm not used to energy drinks. Yeah. Uh, I feel you. But yeah, no, I like so I, I totally get that with the grind working at a restaurant, working at retail, just to, you know, pay the bills, make the passion grow. But it, it it's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. like I've seen you work hard, man. Like uh it's gonna happen. It's For just sure. a matter of when, not if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just, just give it a couple years. If not, you know, maybe 10 years. I mean, it'll still be worth it, you know. I'm jealous of you. You got a quarter left at SCAD. I still got like three years for school because hey, uh, I just started. I started this year. So it's just like. Hey, I mean, honestly, it's good for you to get back into it. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah it's never too late. You know? it, it, man, thank God for you saying that because I I was so stupid and arrogant, stubborn, all, all the words. Uh, I was like 24. Five and somebody told me to go back to school and I, and I was like oh it's too late for me I'm a 25 year old kid like I'm, still, I'm still, young. Young. still young and then I finally made the decision when I was uh, uh, 28 and I was like you know what screw it I'm going back to school yeah, like no. and, and I'm, I'm so happy it's one of the best decisions Good I've ever you. made no, that's a, that's but a yeah choice. I like god I, I just hate young me and, <laughs> and some young people in general when they say like they think they know the world or they're just like oh I'm too old for this you're young you right. still got time. Right. You're still in your prime. Like for me too. Like I'm only 23, but sometimes I'm like, oh, it's too late, you know. Yeah. But then like you look at it, I'm I'm only 23. Like, exactly, you know, like, man. I got a whole 50 years at least left in me. So, you know, and and keep and grinding. and you have a, you have an ending with with school. Like like you said, you have a quarter left, mm-hmm. and then right after that, I I don't doubt for one second things are gonna skyrocket. Like, I, I just don't doubt that because yeah, you're already sure. a hardworking dude. So I don't see you being in the restaurant industry for too long. Like, you, you're going to try to make use of your degree while right. you have it. I mean, Definitely. you spent shit tons of money on it. And then it's only going to help your music career as well. Exactly. Yeah. And and because I've always said this, too, like, every single hobby is expensive. Mm-hmm. So 
you might as well try to get a good job and, and you know, that pays well and stuff. So you can redirect that money into your passion. Yeah, yeah to fund it. Exactly. And sooner or later, restaurant, retail doesn't cut it. No, 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 for real. Like, you got to upgrade. That new setup I'm trying to get is like four or five K. Like, it's, it's like over, it's like overly expensive. But, yeah. you know, I need it. But it's just a grind to get it. So, you know. No, I understand <laughs> that, man. No, I understand that. Uh, I'm trying to upgrade my studio, get some new microphones, another set of boom arms. My goal is to be able to have uh, four people. Oh, really? On. So, like, that'd be dope. I'm oh, upgrading awesome. my table. That's coming in hopefully this week. Okay. Uh, I got to work on it maybe a little bit tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm slowly upgrading certain things. And I did the math. Like, I, some on Amazon, some on other websites. I did the math, and it's like 2500 And I was just like, oh. Yeah, money, man. It's money. It's money. <laughs> yeah. it's so it sucks. It sucks. Let me win the lottery. No, for real, for real. Share it with me too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All around. Um, so uh, what specific advice would you give to somebody uh to get started? Somebody that uh you know it's they come up to you and they're like, hey, you uh, I don't know shit about djs and stuff like but i'm inspired by you i want to get started like how can i get started what's well, something specific something specific um for me personally it was like youtube it was a great resource for me mm -hmm. um but it's something i mean i got i got friends that want to get into djing too uh recently and i've been you know helping uh, one of them specifically a lot especially um something that you know will help you is you just got to keep practicing you know you yeah. can't just like half-ass it it's not gonna work that way um and starting you know if you're thinking about doing it just do it now you know like start now it's never too late start now because like for me i wish i picked up a dj you know a controller when i was like 14 you know like i feel like i'd be in a much different place than than what i am now if i picked it up when i was 14 compared to 21 or 20 you know yeah and so just picking it up and you know just knowing that there's a learning curve, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you, you won't become a professional overnight. Carl Cox didn't do it. Martin Garrix didn't do it. You know, yeah. you know nobody did it overnight. It always takes years, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, just keeping your head up, even though, um, you know, things just don't look that great, you yeah. know, like a transition might be crappy, but you know, like, I mean, you're still at least trying, you know? Yeah. When you, when you picked up your first controller, like obviously fast forward to now you're doing great but like when you picked up your first controller did you battle that like yeah for that sure. learning curve scared you because i could see i could see this myself if i picked it up and i was like so inspired and the moment i hit that learning curve i'll put it away for a couple of weeks before i try <laughs> again be like you know what this was a mistake because <laughs> it's like not what you're expecting you know yeah you're already looking to throw down like exactly. oh hey here we go like, exactly I got this. and especially for like someone that doesn't dj like fully yet like it just looks like you're just up there pressing buttons. It, it really looks does. too easy. Yeah, you know, but it really isn't. You know, like there's a lot more that goes into it. So I know there is, and like I like you're right. I believe you 100. percent It's just it again. It, it it's like this. Like I I will see a DJ going like this, and then like turning some knobs, but then they they'll go ahead and throw their hands up <laughs> and they'll party with the other people, uh -huh. and I'm like, you're not doing shit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a uh, part of. Um, 
DJing as well. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, obviously you're mixing, but you're also engaging with the crowd. Yeah. And that's something I feel like I'm, I'm still trying to work on is, uh, you know, engaging with the crowd as as a dj are you too focused on the board yeah yeah i feel like i'm i'm still too focused on just trying to mess with you know you know the knobs and just trying <laughs> to you know just have fun make things sound different and so i'm trying to you know get more eye contact with the crowd you know use my hands more you know hype up the crowd more and so i think it's a process of you know blending both of them together yeah i feel like if you're just you know up there trying to hype the crowd up you're, you're gonna miss uh the mixing part you, you know i you don't know blame you see i don't bl- i i think i would do what you do because <laughs> my 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 guess is i might be able to go like and right. then but like i can't take my hands away it's an instrument yeah yeah yeah. so definitely i think there's like sweet spots where like where the track's a really good part mm-hmm. part where you don't have to do anything and that's a good chance for you to you know just engage with the crowd something like that yeah mm-hmm Okay, well, hey, you got something to work on, like, yeah, for yourself. Yeah, but, like, but do know, though, like, do take it easy on yourself knowing that, like, I think if I were to go to one of your shows, and I'm not just saying this, i rather the music sounds right than you partying with the crowd. Right, right, right. Like, i rather the music goes, because, like, nothing, it, I'm, nothing's worse than when you're playing an instrument and then you missed a note. Right. And then people are like, oh, like, that took me off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does this guy got it? Definitely. So I'd rather you get it than party with us. Right. But I understand that, hey, it's something to work towards. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why you can't do it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a big part in it. What about like um, like uh, uh, when somebody starts and they get past that learning curve? Uh, now it's about putting themselves out there. Like, mm-hmm. h- how do you, you yourself, put yourself out there uh, to try to talk to promoters? Yeah, so I've clubs? been, I've been, I've been trying to talk with promoters. Um, I've been trying to get a lot of out-of-state stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to, you know, just like expand my, uh, I guess, what would, what would you call it? Like brand awareness. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to just get my, my name out there more out-of-state now. Um, and so with that comes, you know, obviously you need to, have good relationships with uh, promoters mm-hmm. and um, you know still you know like manager wise that's a very important part uh, booking agents yeah um, stuff like that do you still do it you as an individual do you have any friends or anybody you try to that tries to help you out by managing you yeah um so i i got a specific uh dj that's been he, he offered to help me um, nice. with booking and stuff um and he's been he's been a great mentor to me um, so we we're, we're still working on a lot of that. Um, but definitely to put yourself out there, uh, I've actually asked a lot of uh, bigger names in Atlanta, um, DMing them on Instagram, like, how, like, what what's your biggest tip, you know, because it's the best, you know, the best thing you can do is learn from the best, you know, mm-hmm. of, you know, in that city. So <clears throat> uh, something that most of them said was, uh, you got to produce, um, you can't just, you know, be up there spinning everybody else's tracks, you know, you need to produce make your own sound, you know, your own style and play your own stuff too. And I think that's, uh, that's what I've been working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, like with your single coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like it definitely, it's hard to, you know, learn DJing and producing at the same time. So my plan was to focus on DJing and then get the foundations of that down. 
and then start learning to produce and so now i'm on that producing part now nice so you know it's just a it's a, it's a process man yeah. it's definitely a process. i know because i i've said this to my cousin that i want him to because i i mean i understand i don't blame uh the djs because uh, uh you're using other people's music and so you'll put it on like maybe soundcloud mm-hmm. you know for copyrights and stuff like that but i've always said to my cousin Yo, I need you to make your own original song, make it available on like the Apple Store, Spotify, so right. I can download it on my phone. So, because I, I put a shuffle on my music, but like I would love to be able to share your music with other people, exactly. have them be able to buy it, download it. Right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, no, I would, the moment you come out with your single, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to get it. Uh, <laughs> if, if you need me to promote, I'm going to promote it. And, and we got to have, you got to have you back on the show, talk about it. But, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that you, you, you set a date. That's like the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Most people are like, oh, I'm going to, try to get this down next month. But if you don't put a specific date, then most people are yeah, are yeah. keen to pushing it yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm trying to drop it on my birthday, like, for sure. You know, so it, it'll be my first single. So it's, you know, it's a very special you know, song yeah. to me. Definitely one that on my 24th birthday. It's Kobe year. Hey, you know I mean? hey, so like, it all makes sense. It's all yeah, coming back. So everything, you know, it just all comes back in the circle. So it'll be, you know, it'll be a very important part of my life i guess dude that's awesome that's yeah. what's up so yeah no uh you need to you need to get to it uh <laughs> and so i can i want to listen to it you know yeah I, i'm trying to it, it, it'll be very groovy it's gonna be catchy I'll oh man it'll be catchy. do you already have a title for it um so i i think i do it's, it's gonna be hotel lobby i think mm-hmm. that's what it's probably gonna be named yeah um, but it, i might switch it up but mm-hmm. it's got a, it's got it's got a catchy phrase in it nice um, so nice well uh, so before you go, uh, what are, cause I'm going to write it down. Like, like, uh, what are like at least three artists that I should listen to besides you? What are some three artists that like right now, like, yo, go on YouTube, listen to these three artists. You can listen to whatever so, songs, but you got to listen to these three artists. So what I would, uh, one of my favorite sets is uh John summit set at uh club space. Got to watch that club space, Miami. So John summit club space, um, any of Eli Brown's, uh, Eli Brown, honestly, one of my favorite songs by him is probably like, uh, like Fading to Black. Um, but his sets are just, you know, amazing. Um, lastly, I'd throw like, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Chami. Mm-hmm. So if you look up his, uh, I think it was his Sunri- Sunrise set. Um, that's a really good one. He plays up on like a huge tower. It's crazy. And it's like during sunrise, so it's like early morning. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a vibe. It's oh, a vibe. hell yeah! So th- those are three dope sets you should check out. Okay. Um, I'm actually working on uh lining up a like recording a set on uh Stone Mountain. Hey. So I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna do that with my friend Ryan soon. Um, he's got a drone and he hit me up about it. So, uh, we're gonna record a dope set up there. So hell I'll yeah. send that through to you. So it should be it should be a cool set. Oh man, dude, I'm so excited. Uh, so uh, wh- where can people follow you and keep up with your music and all that? Uh, my Instagram, that's where I'm most active. Uh, Gyuatl, it's a Gyuatl. Um, I also have um, Facebook, um, SoundCloud. They're all Gyuatl. Um, but yeah, I mean that's 
And what's your uh, upcoming show? You said December 10th, where at? Yeah, December 10th would be at Arcadia. Um, it's Arcadia LLC on Instagram. And also a week before that, I'll be at uh, Underground Creations. Um, that'll be at Teanock, uh in Dalton. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you said a week before that. So what date? December 4. De- December 4 and December 10th. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, people, you heard it. Check him out. He's awesome. Uh, Gyu, man, it was a pleasure to have you. Hey, I know this table's it. super long. <laughs> I'm getting a new one no, sooner good. or later. But hey, man, thank you so much. We're gonna have you back on. This is not the last time. And for thank sure. God, finally, to have you on. No, no for real. <laughs> yeah, man. Th- thank you for having me on here. For real. I appreciate All right. It. Well, I appreciate you, man. It was an honor. No All right. Take it easy, guys. Peace. <laughs>